he's the director of the Office of Divine Worship, so he knows a thing or two about the faith. It's Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. On the solemnity of Our Lady's Assumption, Archbishop Alexander Sample signed a letter of incarnation, making Monsignor Gerard O'Connor officially a priest of the Archdiocese of Portland. So what exactly does that mean and how will it change the way Monsignor O'Connor serves us now? Joining us to tell more, it is Monsignor O'Connor. Good morning, Monsignor. Thanks so much for joining us today. And I must say, very, very excited that we'll be able to continue our conversations since you'll be part of the Archdiocese now officially. For yes, our... good morning, Brenda. Yes, I'm, I'm bought and paid for now by the Archdiocese of Portland. So, <laughs> so first for our listeners, what does that mean? In, in, in incarnation, what is that process and, and how does it affect you as a priest being part of two dioceses? Yeah. So, well, so every priest, in the, when, the, when you're ordained a cleric, you're incarnated into a, uh, a a diocese. If you're a religious, you're more or less incarnated into that religious order, but it's a different term. But uh, so canon law doesn't allow uh, roaming priests. They used to call it a vagus in, in Latin, which means, you know, a priest that doesn't have any diocese. So the law doesn't allow that now. You have to be a member of a diocese and you have to have a bishop who's in charge of you. So when I was ordained, uh for fall river i was incarnated in the diocese of fall river and so i've been a priest there until a couple of weeks ago for you know these 22 23 years and then six years ago my bishop gave me on loan to the archdiocese of portland and so i was still incarnated in fall river but i was working here on just on loan so if anything all my responsibility my obedience was to the bishop of fall river and so after six years here I, uh, I wrote to my bishop and it was coming to the end of the six years where we'd have to renew it for another three years. And I thought, you know, I'm probably never going to go back to Fall River and Archbishop wants me to stay here. And, you know, we talked about this and I, I wasn't ready to sort of make the big decision. But um, there's something changed this year. And I, um, you know, I decided, you know, I'll write to my bishop to say, hey, look, you know, I'm really happy out here. Love my new bishop. Uh, I'm doing some good work, I think. I've just taken on this cathedral, you know, so... I think I'd like to excarnate, which means to be removed from one diocese and then incarnate into the Archdiocese of Portland. So it's a canonical process. And so that there's no roaming priest, there's no Vargas, um, the decree of excarnation doesn't become uh, legal until there's a decree of incarnation. So my bishop wrote me an excarnation decree on the 28th of July, but I was not excarnated until I was incarnated into Portland, which was on the 15th of August. So that's how it happened. So now I owe my obedience uh, to the Archbishop of Portland in Oregon, uh, to Alexander Sample and his successors. So that's that's who I am now. I'm just a priest like every other priest of the Archdiocese, but more so, as we say. <laughs> but more so. I love that. Yeah. Because everything <laughs> with you, Monsignor, priest, is more, more so. so. <laughs> now, did you have to then make a vow or a pledge when you were incarnated to the Archdiocese of Portland in order to say, I will do what you ask of me, Archbishop Sample? No, no, I don't have to do anything special. The decree of incarnation implies that you're taking on that responsibility. So like all the other priests this year at the Chrism Mass, I'll renew my priestly promises to, to the Archbishop. Yeah, but this time it'll be too. 
Archbishop's name, but not my own old bishop. With incarnation, do faculties change at all or the way that you minister there at the cathedral? Or did you really have all of the rights and privileges of a priest of the Archdiocese of Portland while you were here, we'll say, on the When I came here six years ago, I was given all the faculties of a priest of the Archdiocese of Portland. Um, And now I lose the faculties of of the Diocese of Fall River. So next time I go back to, say, visit some friends, probably next summer, I will have to ask permission to celebrate Mass in the Diocese of Fall River because I don't have faculties anymore. But the bishop has the right. He might give me faculties, you know, uh, just open-ended but uh but officially i'm yeah i'm a priest of uh the diocese of the archdiocese of Portland now and when this announcement came out and word was found out in your previous diocese in fall river you said did you hear from your uh, brother priest there or friends there that you served with saying what do you do when you're not coming home yeah there's a few you know a few of my priest friends out there sort of i think they knew uh, that this was going to happen one day, you know, just it was a matter of time, not uh, not that it if was going to happen. Um, so they, they, yeah, there are sort of some of them are upset, some are not so upset, you know, the way it goes. <laughs> oh. It's funny because I just uh, y- yesterday I just uh, sent my deed to my cemetery plot at Sacred Heart in New Bedford. I have a plot. All the priests get a plot. You choose one, and so I just put the deed together and send it back to the. Catholic cemetery in in Fall River to say, hey, I won't be coming back to be buried even. So so now I'll be buried at Mount Calvary, I think, with Uh, the rest of the priests. With prayerfully. And and then as far as your work with the um, Office of Divine Worship, will you continue to do that in the same way that you have all along? Yeah, I still will oversee that office. I'm hoping that perhaps we'll get someone else to do some of the work that I do or have done. Like, for instance, you know, I've, I haven't written the newsletter for like a, since I came to the cathedral because that was a, a it's it's a, a it's a, you know it takes a lot of time to to put the newsletter together and it was it was well liked so we got to forty nine issues I never got to the fiftieth so I'm hoping that uh, if there's a you know perhaps we get a young priest coming out of school that's got some liturgical uh, in background perhaps they could take some of this this on but but we still do all the other stuff we still answer all the questions about liturgy and you know produce various resources for the parishes. Oh, fantastic. If you are just tuning in, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor joining me today talking about his new and official permanent post at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Monsignor O'Connor has been incarnated into the Archdiocese of Portland. Fortunately, since you've been here for so many years, it's you're not having to catch up on anything. You are continuing with all of the work that's been going on. Monsignor O'Connor, we're in the second year of this Eucharistic revival, all of it culminating next year into this incredible convention that's happening back east. What are we doing here in the Archdiocese of Portland to really focus our time and attention to the gift that Christ is in the Eucharist? Well, one of the initiatives the Archbishop has asked for is that during the four weeks of Advent that all the priests of the uh, diocese preach on the Eucharist. So we're going to have a series. Remember we did it at Lent and we preached on the Kerygma. Yes. And so we're going to have a four-week series of preaching on the Eucharist. So it's going to be an expositional homilies. So uh, actually, Monsignor Sayak and I are working on those as we speak to provide some, you know, sort of uh, bullet points for what, what it could look like these four weeks. 
And we're also going to put together sort of uh, resources that can be used in those different four weeks, various books, various videos that people can watch, et cetera. So hopefully there'll be this whole sort of during Advent, there'll be a lot of focus on the Holy Eucharist throughout the Archdiocese. So that's one of the initiatives. Um, another initiative is that we've just put together as the Office of Worship, a little uh, booklet, which is a summary of our Eucharistic theology, which comes from the Catechism. So it's just taken stuff from the Catechism, but it sort of summarizes what we believe. So we're hoping to get thousands of these out into people's hands so that they can, um, you know, just recap and re rethink about what we believe as Catholics. Oh, fantastic. Well, Monsignor O'Connor, I just appreciate so much your time today. We're also looking forward to having you here at the studio for our Fall share in October. So that's always a wonderful time. Monsignor O'Connor, before you go, please, can you offer us a prayer and your priestly blessing? Heavenly Father, send your Holy Spirit upon these, your servants, the listeners of this radio station, that they may grow in faith and love of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Monsignor O'Connor, thanks so much for your time today. We will continue to pray for you as you continue your priestly ministry here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brenda.